0: Welcome to Heart Space, a show that will give you tools to awaken your intuition and the courage to listen to your heart so that you can create your best life. I'm your host Sarah Lewis, an intuitive life coach and my mission is to show you that you already have everything you need and it's all in your heart space. Hello everyone and welcome back to HeartSpace. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in with me today and I am very excited for this podcast because I have a special guest with me today. Her name is Nadia Gabrielle and Nadia practices subconscious reprogramming to help help people clear limiting beliefs and persistent behavioral patterns and blocks, as well as perceptions of stress and deep-seated trauma. She has spent over a decade working with clients around the world and has led classes and retreats in very dreamy locations such as Morocco, Costa Rica, and Bali. Further to that, her background in design and international business allow her to merge energy and strategy in her client work. And in addition to working with private individuals, she also supports entrepreneurs and business owners in getting their subconscious blueprints aligned with their business goals. So obviously everything that Nadia shares is very close to my heart because it is something that I love and that I do for myself and also work with with my clients. So it was very aligned to have her on the podcast on HeartSpace and to see her share from her heart. Nadia is such a beautiful soul and I love following her on social media and she also has the most beautiful and soft and soothing voice ever. So in this episode, we obviously talk a lot about the subconscious and how it forms in childhood and continues to affect us in our lives today as adults and we talk about obviously limiting beliefs and conditioning and all those things and I had the best conversation it was really really interesting and you will see that it is um, quite a more of a conversational style rather than an interview and I actually really like it so I hope that you will enjoy this episode and without further ado let's bring Nadia on Hi, Nadia. Thank you so much for taking your time today and coming on HeartSpace. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. Hi. Thank you so, so much for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. (laughs) And I'd like to start off by asking a fun question, Mm -hmm. which is, what was your morning ritual this morning, (laughs) if you have any? Well,
1: you know that I really like your podcast and I've been listening, so I knew that you were probably (laughs) going to ask me this, which is why it's even more upsetting that I don't have a great answer. But I really just started the day on my phone, (laughs) which I know isn't great (laughs) or inspirational, but that was reality today. Um, And other than that, Um, I'm pretty low key these days and I think that you might be at a bit of a similar stage just from what I've heard from you just Mm -hmm. in terms of you know no longer really having that list of things to check off but just really going with what feels good and and that's what I usually do so usually I'll go for a walk um listen to a podcast or an audiobook um I might do some yoga I might not but at this point I really don't have any sort of um anything that I make myself do or any any rigidity. because um, I think sometimes there's there's that pressure, you know, when you see people yeah. do all that stuff, and you're like, oh well, <laughs> I have to make like my own cashew pecan milk and, and do 20 minutes of oil pulling and and breath work and and then you're stressed out and it's not even nine a.m. <laughs>
0: absolutely I love that thank you so much for sharing with sure. honesty and <laughs> and it is reality I mean some days as I, I don't like it but sometimes I, I start my day with my phone as well mm-hmm. and then I I know it doesn't feel good so I try not to do this yes. I try to have my That's phone out, nice. out of the room as much as possible before bed at least 30 minutes and okay. mm-hmm. not look at it at least 30 minutes after I wake up but I I'm the same. I don't really have any um, anything that I make myself do anymore, and it feels much lighter. Mm-hmm. So that's when I know it's right for me. And I think it's it's a process for everyone. If maybe you're starting on a on a journey of um, connecting to yourself more deeply and things like that. So, and sometimes it helps to have a supportive morning routine, mm-hmm. a ritual, and something that you really love to do. Um, the only thing that I kind of make myself do these days, and it's not necessarily in the morning, it's meditation because mm-hmm. I need that. Um, and sometimes I skip it. But thank you so much for sharing. And see, <laughs> sure. it allows us to kind of share more on this. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate. So it's beautiful. And I'm fascinated by people's stories so could you maybe share a little bit about you and your story so that we can get to know you a little bit better?
1: Sure. I mean I'll give you I'll give you a quick overview. And I think it's always interesting because I always say that I sort of live two different lives, or maybe almost three at this point. Um, oh, yeah. because a lot of people who know me from, you know, from more of like the healing and wellness sphere, they don't know about my 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 degree and, and my more businessy corporate background mm-hmm. and then the other way around so I'll just give you a brief overview of that and then we'll, we'll
0: sure
1: into present day
0: I'm so interested <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so I I'm Nadia hi <laughs> and um I I've been in this wellness world for a long time so when I was um let me think, it was after school, I went to Costa Rica for a couple of months. And that's where I found my first yoga teacher and the first person I considered to be my teacher on this path. And, um, and she really kicked this whole thing off. Um, I then changed my entire plan, which was to, um, you know, just basically go back home and, and do my thing. And, um, and ended up traveling for a couple of years and studying yoga and visiting ashrams and living in India and in Bali and, and Thailand and that's having so many wow. wonderful experiences, yeah. Um, and you know, that was really looking back now, I'm always amazed at how I just really went for it and really followed my intuition, which I know is also something Mm -hmm. that you're, you're into. So I'm excited to talk about this. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I, started out teaching yoga and breath work and meditation, um, and then later hosting and teaching retreats and chakra healing in, in wonderful locations around the world. So that was that was sort of my introduction into this, um, mm, and then I always beautiful. did. Yes, it was. It was a really good, really good time, and I'm so grateful that I got to have these opportunities, and also at a very, kind of an early age to be in these positions mm-hmm. where you have a lot of responsibility. You know, when I think you agree that, whenever we're, we're in a position where people come to us for any sort of healing, whether that's yoga or, or energy healing or
0: mm-hmm.
1: um there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that so absolutely yeah and then um and I also always did other trainings and, and really furthered my education and that and really just going with what spoke to me. Um so it was I was living in Bali for a couple of years, almost 10 years ago. Wow. It was paradise. It really was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And as you can imagine, I think you've been right.
0: Oh, yeah. I've been last year. I'm actually just so drawn to going back very soon, Mm -hmm. hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, it's
1: beautiful. Isn't it? So then, you know, like just the general vibe, you just walk down the street and you hear, you know, you hear someone talk about something or you see a little poster at a cafe and there's like this course or this training coming up and, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, just something inside of you goes, oh, I think that might be something. (laughs) for me just having no prior knowledge or anything so that's what I did for a couple years and you know teaching and and really learning and then of course you know my own my own healing journey came into it Mm -hmm. and you're always challenged um I think of course you you work on yourself and then based on that you'll you'll find something else that you're interested in diving into so you grow as, mm-hmm. as your knowledge grows and vice versa.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, and then the other life <laughs> that I had is this, you know, where I have a more um, corporate background, or I guess I started in, in journalism when I was quite young. Oh. Um, I, did, um, I started out interviewing bands when I was about 16, and then I directed, oh, wow. <laughs> I know. It seems like a lifetime ago now because it really, you know, it's such a different life. I was out at concerts yeah. every night, um, you know, just not sleeping, going right to mm-hmm. school in the morning, which I cannot mm. even imagine right now.
0: I know right? <laughs> project How did I do that?
1: <laughs> um, but it was so fun and I ended up directing that magazine for a little while, which also was super fun. and again, Mm-hmm. um an opportunity that I got at quite a young age to be directing a handful of people so I kind of throughout my life if I look back now I always got these opportunities of really being in charge of of groups of people which I mm-hmm. quite enjoy mm-hmm. um and then my my degree is in design and business so that's what I worked okay. in as well um for a little while and and I'm so excited now that I'm in a place, and I'll talk more about it the, in a second, mm-hmm. where really all of these things come together. So there were definitely times where, you know, depending on what I was doing at the moment, I, I would think, well, why why did I do that thing? Like if I, yeah. if I hadn't wasted my time getting that degree, then I could have really spent, you know, those years, um, mm-hmm. you know, really diving deeper into what I'm doing now or, from the other point of view you know why did i spend all those years traveling i really should have gotten my degree and like gotten further education in that and then you know i'd be further along with that but now i'm really at a point where it's kind of come full circle and i'm getting to Mm -hmm. merge these two things these two worlds of you know on one hand the energetics and and the Mm -hmm. healing sphere and then on the other hand the strategy and, and the organization and, and uh, you know, the, the business side of things, mm-hmm. I think is so and exciting. It's so
0: important mm-hmm. to put them together. Absolutely.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I could talk about this for hours. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you, you've made that experience as well. You know, even having a business in, in the wellness sphere, it's not just energy, right? So, no, it's
0: not. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So that's that's what brought me here.
0: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I love that. I, I love stories and I think it's probably because that's kind of how my story looks, but I love stories that, that are so like, you know, maybe when you were living it, it, didn't make sense. Oh god. And and it's the same for me. Like I was like, why did I do this? Why why did I go and and for me it's even more than that because I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. So it's not because I did something, oh, I'm actually following my intuition here and it doesn't make sense. It's just like I'm doing something that I don't like just because I'm supposed to and it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But then I did something else and it Mm -hmm. didn't make sense to a lot of people. So I love these stories that, you know, and then you when you look back, you can see why, and it just connects all the dots. Absolutely. But when you're going through it, it's not that easy to see. Absolutely. So thank you so and much for sharing.
1: You know, yeah, of course. <laughs> I always love hearing these stories as well because I remember so vividly what it was like. You know, looking back now, people are like, oh, we have to you know, a really special life, and you got to live Mm -hmm. in Bali, and I'm sure it was wonderful, which of course it was, of course Mm -hmm. it was, but I also remember just the utter, just helplessness, I suppose, of just like Mm -hmm. thinking, well, what am I going to do? Like, (laughs) I have all these things that interest me, but like, what's, what's my purpose what's the thing because I know that I don't thrive in a nine-to-five you know office environment I know that's not going to happen um but I also know that you know I don't want to be ashram hopping (laughs) for the rest of my life um so yeah I guess you know if if anyone hears this and it's it's encouraging to them I hope so because I remember hearing these stories and thinking okay cool
0: I'm sure I think hearing stories can be also part of the healing and mm-hmm. getting towards what you're meant to be doing and just mm-hmm. also trusting the process a lot more trusting For yourself sure. and wherever you are in this moment and I think I'm leaning more and more towards this so beautiful you're thank doing you doing it so well with your
1: podcast <laughs> and and you know everything cool. that you share on on social media and on your podcast I think
0: you're you're really utilizing that, that tool of storytelling Yeah, I'm trying. Definitely. Thank you. Of course. (laughs) And so the work that you do now, Mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit more about that and explain? It's so fascinating. I I love following you on social media and seeing Mm -hmm. what you're posting. It's always so on point and so well done. So could you share a little bit more about that? Sure, of course.
1: What I do is I work um, with people in their subconscious, which... Mm -hmm. Um, each of us has a subconscious mind, and that's the part of us that gets formed or developed at roughly age one to seven, although there are some exceptions to that. Um, you know there are some schools of thought that say that we're we start getting programmed when we're in utero and then also even before that through through generational inheritance of of patterns and and beliefs and such
0: mm-hmm
1: and um and the way that works is that when we're children because you know our our survival in a more evolutionary sense is really dependent on us learning things very rapidly and learning a large volume of things we're mm-hmm. basically little sponges just just taking in whatever we're seeing around us and and yeah. downloading that information right um and that's really we say, until about age seven, which is when mm-hmm. the subconscious mind is almost fully formed. Not fully, but just about. So really, that early stage of childhood is when we observe, especially our, our parents, our primary caregivers, mm-hmm. but also just you know society, our peers, our extended families, our friends. And what we see is basically the programming that we're then internalizing um, which mm-hmm. then morphs into our beliefs and our patterns and our behaviors from which we operate. And here's, here's the crazy part, 95 um, ish percent of the day and that's present mm-hmm. day. So, mm-hmm. and as adults, even, you know, way beyond that childhood stage where we're still operating from that, from that subconscious, which was formed when we were kids and, um, because we're in subconscious mind mode 95% of the day. And you can also call it autopilot. You know, it's, it's just, yeah. right, when you think about your day, there's so many things that you just do because you've done them so many times. Like, you don't need to put your full attention to getting dressed or to brushing your teeth or things like that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which is why it's designed that way, right? Mm. And so whenever or whatever really we we internalized or that we saw modeled or that we repeatedly were told or that we repeatedly experienced during that really crucial stage is still playing out to this day and of course that includes um you know any any experiences that were traumatic Mm. or any high stress situations um am also Mm. reading a lot about the correlation between you know, if, if a mother during pregnancy was, was um, exposed to stress a lot, what that means for the child. And there's mm. some really interesting studies about how two children in the same sort of stressful situation will have very different reactions to that based on, how, you know, their mother's state when they were in utero. In utero um and I think that makes a lot of sense and and we look at things like cortisol and you know adrenal issues and and things like that where yeah some people are just just have a predisposition to be super super sensitive to stress and it's you can take so many baths and you can do all the yoga major and all the things but if if you have a tendency to you know secrete stress hormone super quickly when you're triggered then it's it's going to be really hard to consciously change that so that's another thing that we that we store in the subconscious so that's just to give you a couple of ideas of Mm -hmm. all the things that are stored in there Um. so really on the whole the subconscious holds all of the ideas that you have of what life is what the world is like what you mm-hmm. are like what you're capable of what's in the cards for you as well um mm. right and that really a lot of that comes down to our upbringing so yes right um, whatever we were told or not even told so much but what we saw modeled by our yeah. parents um you know did you, did you grow up in a household where you were encouraged, or was it more like, well, you have to really work super hard? And,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: things like that be really internalized.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I love how you explain it so beautifully. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I try. Well, oh, you do a beautiful job. Mm-hmm. And how do you help? your clients and people you work with what are your your tools or your little secrets to help them work through these things and yeah that's so interesting Mm -hmm.
1: so what I do is basically I break it down into three parts and you know how much time we spend on each part will totally depend on the person and again that's that's another thing Mm -hmm. that I love doing as a projector is to really tune into the person opposite me or or on the other side of the yeah. call and, and see where they're it's at. Your gift. It's, it's your yeah. gift. And it's so fun. It's like the most fun thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. So three parts. The first part would be a little bit like we said before, digging into the person's subconscious blueprint with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can do that in conversation. There are some different tools and techniques that I like to use. Um, again, it depends on the person. Mm-hmm. What I like for people to do is. Um, before we have our first session I mean I, I give them some homework and some things to to be mindful of but I also like them to be really really aware of the triggers that come up in their everyday life because um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I know you agree that you know a lot of the <sighs> triggers are are really here to show us to the thing that wants to be healed or the thing that wants to right. be addressed because Right? When when something comes up and it seems like it's just this really unpleasant situation. But then once we dig deeper and we ask ourselves, okay, why am I so upset about this? Why am Mm -hmm. I so triggered by this situation? Where have I seen this before? How Mm -hmm. is this making me feel? What is this reminding me of? Then all of a sudden we get to that deeper layer of, oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. maybe you know you you saw something like this in childhood or maybe it's even yeah it doesn't even matter all that much where you saw it but you'll be able to connect to some sort of belief that you hold about that situation or a perception of stress or trauma um so that's the first step really to to mm-hmm. do that introspection work and and some of that happens in the session and some of that happens before and that i think is really the first step to get maximum clarity that will enable us to you know go that extra little bit deeper when we actually Mm. do meet and when we move to the second step uh, which is the clearing of those limiting beliefs or as we said the perceptions of stress and and trauma that are stored in the subconscious and -hmm. for that um, I will also use different tools and methods based on the person and the topic that we're working on I personally believe that I don't believe in the one size fits all mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. Um, and, and I really think there's merit in, in trying, you know, in seeing what works for the person and the Absolutely. situation. And just in general, um, it can be said that any belief change or modification works by putting the brain in a receptive and programmable state that sort of mirrors the state that we were in when we were children, right? And when we first received that programming, um, which allows us to access these old programs and replace them with new ones, which are going to be self-chosen. So if you think about it, you basically for the first time get a say in what beliefs you operate from because all of that Mm -hmm. stuff from childhood, you didn't really have a say in that um Mm. right because as children we we lack the ability to discern we just take it all in um and so for the first time by going through this three-step process it's like okay you know let's let's um let me think of an example so one of my clients um actually asked her if I could use this example um (laughs) She came to me with, it started out as just, you know, the satisfaction at work
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and just feeling like she was constantly overlooked and, and feeling like she wasn't getting the recognition mm. that she deserved and, and she was always working so, so hard and really never got the praise or or the promotion that, you know, she thought. She deserved,
0: um, mm.
1: and and she constantly saw her her peers being promoted and being praised and being recognized, um, and so that's really what she came to me for. And, and of course, there's always layers with that, right? There's, um, of course, yeah. you know, worth and and people pleasing and boundaries and and all of that. Um, and then we got into looking at what what's really happening here. And a
0: mm-hmm.
1: long story short, um, you know, by looking into her past and, and by examining some of the triggers that were coming up, she then was like, you know what? You know what my dad always told me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because she has a background where um, her family came to the U.S., uh, from another country and mm. you know their her parents were sacrificing a lot for her and her siblings to be able to wow. you know have have a lot of opportunities in the states and her, her dad apparently always told her and her siblings that they would have to work twice as hard in this oh. new country just to oh. be um you know accepted or just to be wow. just to be on the level the same level as everyone else and when she realized that, it was crazy because I always, you know, I always take notes during the sessions and I actually went back through her notes. And she had said that exact sentence a couple times where she was like, I feel like I always work twice as hard or, you know, maybe mm-hmm. paraphrased, I feel like I do double the work of everyone else.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's exactly oh. what she internalized. So then she really was operating from this belief of, well, the only way for me to do it is to work, to give twice as much work twice as hard, be twice as competent, which of course completely burned her out. Um, Mm, and, and that was that non self chosen narrative, um, which Mm -hmm. then in that second step, we got to really figure out, okay, what do you want instead? Because really those beliefs that we hold in our subconscious are going to dictate our behavior. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: and then, it's it's been so amazing just seeing how I don't remember the exact wording she used, but it was basically you know I something about getting to not have to to work twice as hard. I don't remember the exact sentence. I have yes. to look it up, but um, and it's really changed. A lot about how she behaves which is the only thing that we can really change right we can right. We can't change our co-workers and we can't change no. all of that but with with every system that we're in um if you change one element the element in this case being ourselves the system or the dynamics of the of all the members of the system will inevitably change as well so just mm-hmm. by changing ourselves and changing our own behaviors changing our outlook on things yeah
0: perspective right exactly about that Mm -hmm.
1: exactly um so that's been I mean you know with with each and every client it's it's always so fun to see and and I love being updated on how things go because I know how these things keep us stuck Mm -hmm. and it's so frustrating when we, and you know i know this from experience when you're trying so hard to change something or you're just really coming up against a block that you're not able to meditate away or that you're not able to journal away or
0: right. or
1: do whatever else might work for you in another area of your life um and if that's something that repeatedly happens in that area of, of your life then that's a really good sign that there's some sort of subconscious programming Keeping you in that loop because that's what at some point you observed, and that's what you internalized mm-hmm. as okay, this is what's gonna happen for me, or this is what's possible for me. Um, just like with this client, mm-hmm. um, and then the third step is to just really strengthen that new neural response. Um, mm-hmm. so the way that I would explain it to clients is that the reprogramming bit, that second step, is akin to downloading an app onto your phone Mm -hmm. so when we reach step three you've got that app installed all of that is done Um, and it's actually so fascinating there you know brain mapping studies where you can actually see it visually how even just 10 or 15 minutes of reprogramming and and as I said putting your brain in that receptive state um, Mm -hmm. really shows a lasting difference in brain behavior So that's done. And then once we've got that, what we want to do is strengthen that new belief or that new state Mm, of being. mm -hmm. Um, And it's really, I mean, it's not rocket science. It's just engaging in that new way of being repeatedly. Mm,
0: So, With awareness, I'm sure. Exactly. When when you have that awareness around this pattern that you have been probably doing your whole life without being conscious of it, and now you finally have that light on it you can change it
1: exactly
0: and it's it's fun
1: right i always like to put an emphasis on mm-hmm. it being fun because we already did the hard work we already did the rewriting or the rewiring um so now it's really just a matter of of strengthening that um so you know if someone were to come to me with boundary issues or you know people pleasing that's a mm-hmm. big one um, and it might manifest in different uh, different ways for different people then we'd come up with a, a game plan for that person to repeatedly take actions and make decisions that strengthen that new neural pathway so that eventually the old one weakens and that the new program that we worked on will just be that new normal right the new normal response mm-hmm. that even when the system goes into autopilot mode which is the subconscious mm-hmm. um that will be the new response. And again, that will be 95% of the time. So that's another another reason why I really think this work is so effective because we can't change these metrics. We can't change the mm-hmm. 95%. Um, again, as I said in the beginning, that's part of the way it's designed that way is so that we mm-hmm. can live and like not have to focus on every single breath we take. Or you know, our, yeah. our heart doing heart. its thing, yeah. or you know <laughs> exactly all our Pumping organs, blood all <laughs> exactly um, and and we really don't need to be conscious of every tiny little thing we do every day. So if that's a given, the five percent conscious and the ninety five percent you know ish subconscious, then it's just so much more effective to go into the subconscious, you know, dig into, okay, what's there? alter that to match what you consciously want. And that's the fun part. That's when you're like, okay, what do I want?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, You get to design that.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And then when you have both of your minds, so to speak, on the same page, then for me, that is truly new paradigm because old paradigm is like, okay, if I go to therapy for 10 years, then maybe I'll, I'll be fine <laughs> in, in a decade from now or something, which yeah, nothing exactly. against therapy, <laughs> but, um, you know, you can use whatever tool works for you. And I also think different things for different people at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's why this is so effective and why it works.
0: Wow, I love this. Thank you so much for sharing. So fascinating. And I wanted to ask you, do you have anything obviously that you would be willing to share that you have maybe shifted within yourself? So with this method?
1: Mm, so many things. Um let me think of a good one. Um I'm trying to think of like a good story because <laughs> yes, I did it okay. for different things I mean I, I just did it before we hopped on this call I was like okay oh. I'm competent <laughs> um yes. but let me let me think um I mean I did have this this one thing I storied about it quite a bit on on Instagram mm-hmm. um where I came up against just a block in my work and I was like Ugh, I don't know like I know that I want things to be different. Like I I want to be free to be myself. I want to be Mm -hmm. free to show up as who I am Um, because it's stressful not to. It's really, really stressful (laughs) and it's exhausting. It's much more stressful. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But, you know, and, and I'm sure people in, you know, I guess a lot of people will have similar experiences where, you have this idea of what you have to be like, or, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, no, I definitely know. <laughs> I know. A whole, whole different conversation. Um, and, and I just really, I have this huge urge within me to just have the freedom to put out there what I want to put out there. And also mm-hmm. on the other side, also really have the freedom and just the peace within me to know that I don't have, like there's nothing that I have to do. Oh, um, I love that. Right?
0: Thank you for saying that. Because <laughs> you,
1: I mean, God, being on social media, like there's so many things, um, you know, you feel like, oh, yeah, I have to get, to get on this. this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and I have to do it this way and, and like this. And, you know, this is the only way to do it. And I just had this burning desire to just let go of all of that. Mm. And so, Um, I did exactly what I told you just now. I did my first step by myself. Um, I did just a lot of journaling. And the way I I really think it works best is um, just start and just do it freestyle. Like, how am I feeling? And then you kind of get into the zone and you just get there. Um, You don't really even have to, um, you know, follow any sort of questionnaire or something for that, although that is helpful sometimes so that's what i did and i just journaled it out like 10 15 Mm, that helps a lot (laughs) yeah and just gave me you know the the clarity of okay what's really what's really below that because i know my conscious desire which is to just be free of any sort of expectation and just really just get to be myself and and Mm. live my own you know might do it my own way Mm -hmm. um and then i did the second step and i actually did that with someone else just because um i just tend to think when it's bigger things like that which i could tell this was like a, a big one for me that the mm-hmm. being myself and like this is not too weird or this is not too much and like you know mm-hmm. you, you get to show all these parts of you that maybe you thought you had to hide yeah hide or, or you know dim down a little bit because yeah. you know it's too much or like it's not wellnessy or whatever and um, that was a big exactly, one, yeah. right <laughs> that I, I could tell that I wanted someone to hold space for me with that just like I do with my clients so I still I still go see people
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's important but, too right
1: yeah. and it's just the smaller things I can totally do myself and I just I don't know, there's something about having that person to hold space for you. Mm. I went in and um, we had a conversation and we uncovered so many other things that I didn't even uncover by myself just because I had this outside perspective. Um, and it was so fun, you know. That's that's the other thing mm-hmm. that I always
0: mm-hmm. really like to emphasize. It's fun, um, yeah. Uh, you
1: know, it, not to say that. And
0: if it's not, then maybe maybe there's um, something else that's more suited, that's more fun for you, yes. and that's important to remember. So if it doesn't feel fun, maybe Absolutely. maybe there's something else to explore. <laughs> um, you know, it's not to say that
1: you know some sessions. Of course, we cry in some sessions. Yeah, of you course, know, are hard. But I really think again the new paradigm way to to shift things um is to have it be easy um
0: yes light be- I yeah. like to say that yes. light not heavy yes yes yes
1: mm-hmm. oh, I so agree mm-hmm. I really agree um yeah I mean we've tried it the hard way right exactly <laughs> how did that work out for us
0: no, and I think that the heart way, I like that. Yes. Like we tried it the hard way. It didn't work out. So try the heart Moving way. going over to the heart <laughs> way. There's oh. your new, there's your new niche for your new uh, yeah. branding.
1: <laughs> um. So yeah. And then I, I did that and completely transformed that whole block um, wow. within a day or two, completely transformed it. Like. It was like day and night. Whereas about five days prior, I was crying, like actually crying. And I'm mm-hmm. not a crier. This doesn't really happen for me. But I was at such, mm-hmm. like just at my wits end. Um, and then mm-hmm. five days later, like on top of the world, yeah. sitting in the sun, just thinking like, why did I even worry about this?
0: How I is why that Why do we do this insane? to ourselves? Exactly.
1: Just <laughs> because that little switch... And that's really all it takes. That little subconscious switch was turned so that Mm -hmm. I had that new subconscious program of it's, it's, I'm free to be me and I'm in total flow. I think those are the two things that I worked on. Mm.
0: Just beautiful.
1: Yes. And then, I mean, you wouldn't believe just how that translated into the way that I show up in my business, that I show up with my clients Mm -hmm. Um, there's really almost like a before and after, you know, delineation of that before I did it and after I did it because it was such a big thing. And I mean, not to say that, you know, everything's perfect. Everything's been perfect (laughs) since then. I mean, not at all. Um, And I always think, you know, we we constantly level up and whenever we get comfortable (laughs) on one level, it's probably time to, to get to the next one, which new level, new devil. (laughs) Yeah. familiar with that and then we'll come up against a new challenge and then we'll, we'll deal with that when the time comes but mm-hmm. I for sure have have used it to to great success and mm. it's just it I'm just so glad that to know that you know there's an easy comparatively easy and, yeah. and fun way to do it because that, that really right. vibes with me and, and the way that you know I like to get important, yes,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. it's really important. Wow, thank you for sharing that, sure. so beautiful. I can really, um, I feel like I feel the same way, like mm-hmm. what you were explaining, that it has to flow and, and all that. Yes. And I wasn't always like this, so it's, um big change for me. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's so beautiful and helping people do this, like you're doing is mm-hmm. such beautiful work. And so I guess I wanted to ask you a little bit, how you, you put that in your business. So I knew you're, you said you're a projector, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> how do you, how do you put that, like, how do you, I guess, balance this in your business? Mm -hmm. Because there's so, so much, um, is always being said that you have to be very consistent. Mm -hmm. You have to do, do, do and all that. And I'm sure I'm not a projector. So, at least you you have that maybe understanding were. no i'm not i know i don't um, but but still it <laughs> resonates a lot with me um because i think that no one can always be go 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 and doing no. and all the time you know so that's like yeah mm-hmm. it, it works for me as well but i wanted to ask you that so yeah. how do you kind of balance and um, maybe just say a few words about being a projector for sure we're not really familiar with this
1: yeah so a projector if if you're totally unfamiliar with that term um is one of the four or five types in human Mm -hmm. design depending on Mm -hmm. who you ask um which is a a new model not a new but comparatively new i guess yeah Um, i
0: guess it's becoming more yeah mainstream now (laughs) um
1: you know that's um I mean, I'm not going to give you the whole. That's another episode. No, <laughs> yeah,
0: of reason. course, of course. It's just like a few words on what it means for totally you to be projector. So, um, right, projectors are
1: here to really be in guiding positions, um, and I totally, I totally resonate with that. As I said when I give you my, like my quick yes. overview, I always found my way into these positions. Um, the other important thing is for projectors is to be invited into that. Um, mm-hmm. And the way that looks for me is that people really find me and then mm-hmm. they get in touch and ask to work with me. And that's how it works and how it's been working really, really well for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, that's another thing like we were just saying where if you just go, you know, with like traditional marketing or um, you know traditional business wisdom which is what I studied and and you know there was no professor that ever told me just lean back and wait for the invitation (laughs) just hone your craft (laughs) it'll be fine it would have been
0: amazing
1: though (laughs) no they're like oh my god you have to do this and this and this um I think yeah that has given me so much freedom to really Mm -hmm. just focus on myself focus on as I said, honing my craft, which is very much human mm-hmm. science speak, um, which for me means doing research, really understanding what I do. But then at the same mm. time, it's also so important to me to, you know, even though I might be reading like the most sciencey like study or whatever, to always bring that back to Okay, what's important? Can I say this in one sentence? Can I make mm-hmm. this understandable for someone who has no mm. idea what I'm talking about? Because I think that's always, you know, the re- the relatability. Um, yeah. Most people don't want to know about this study or, or this, you know, um, brain mapping or right. whatever. Um, most people want to know. Okay, how
0: how do I do it? Help me, <laughs> yeah.
1: Or you know, what is this for? Um. So that's that's really. A, big thing that I focus on um, and the other thing that I really enjoy doing is making things as I said easily understandable and digestible which is what I try yeah, to do when you my, do
0: that so well oh, thank you
1: <laughs> and that's where the design component comes in so again it's sort of full circle um, mm-hmm. just having that you know design background and and you know knowing how to put information into visual form um, I think it's so helpful. Um, yes. And yeah, so that's really how I do business. And another thing is that I just have to be really honest with myself about knowing that I can't do everything. I have a ton of yeah. amazing ideas. I wish I had more hours in the day. Yeah. Um, but I have to like, I have this whole sheet. It's like an A3 and I have all my different mm-hmm. ideas or projects on there. And I know that I can focus on maybe two things at a time. Yeah, ideally one. <laughs> but ideally <maybe> one. Two. <laughs> exactly. Just because I can't do it all. If once I start losing my focus and wanting to do all those different things, which I know, like this would be amazing, this would be amazing, this would be so cool, um, that I'm not using my whole brilliance to get one thing just right. Right um so yeah exactly Mm. so that's what I do and then the other thing was as I said just allowing myself to make it fun and to really let my own personality flow into it so um I think especially in in the healing space there's there's a tendency for things to be very somber and Mm. Mm -hmm. very serious and earnest because it is an earnest pursuit in a way I suppose Mm -hmm. you know self-improvement self-development um I think that Mm -hmm. a system that is relaxed and that is having fun is a system that is more receptive shift because I mean I can see it in myself when I'm rigid and when I'm tense and I'm like oh my god I have to (laughs) get this I have to clear this I have to get over this block then I'm I'm just not receptive for things Mm -hmm. to shift um Mm. and once I realized that and also you know the the other side of that coin I also realized that I'm not for everyone and that's totally fine Um,
0: It's perfect. Right? (laughs) Imagine if you were, that would be overwhelming. A lot of work. (laughs) Um,
1: So that was another big thing that was also a result of what we were talking about earlier.
0: Yeah.
1: Of my own work that really gave me that licensing of just just enjoying um, connecting with the people that do resonate with me and mm-hmm. which are really the clients that I need to be working with so all of that has given me so much freedom and so much joy which I think is so important to have because
0: it is right
1: I'm well I'm the person all of this depends on and if I'm having fun then everyone's having a good time and yeah if not then why did I give service. up my office job
0: yeah <laughs> right exactly oh I love that what do you think what, what is your um, About yeah,
1: what is your way of doing that or incorporating that into your business?
0: Yeah, I think it's um, it's very similar. Obviously mm-hmm. different, but similar. I think it's mm-hmm. uh, to me what when you were talking, it it really resonates a lot, and it sounds like it's. I don't know. I, I don't know. You probably know that I'm really fascinated by the balance between fa- uh, feminine and masculine yes. energies, and yes. and in everything and even sometimes like you were saying in the um, wellness or or healing spaces, Mm -hmm. it can be very masculine. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's masculine. It's not that it's bad or anything like that. It's just like, it's very, there's a lot of structure and there are things that are, sometimes it's a little bit heavy and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a little bit too dominant. And it has a lot of, it can really be very useful in some ways. But Mm -hmm. the thing is that, I think that we're going towards a shift and having yeah. to lean into the feminine more. And that mm-hmm. really resonates with everything that you I think that you said the mm-hmm. joy, the fun, flow and the freedom that you yeah. are receptive and all that. And and for me as well, it's intuition. Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask you, um, because yeah. in human design, I've heard different things. So I've heard some people say that intuition is maybe you know, too general, or it doesn't really apply Mm -hmm. to human design. And there's actually very, it's very different for everyone. And I totally agree with that. But I wanted to ask you, how do you feel? How, what is the role of intuition for you Mm -hmm. and in your life and business, whatever?
1: Um, I like that you brought up human design in in, um, relation to to intuition, because I I really Mm -hmm. think that these days I tend to um equate my intuition a lot with my human design authority which i guess maybe that's not completely accurate maybe it's more the authority is the way the inner intuition makes itself known which for me is i'm Mm -hmm. self-projected so the way that i i'm in tune with my intuition or the way that i can tap into it is by saying things out loud
0: um, which is also why i
1: love podcasting (laughs) yeah um (laughs) And that makes a lot of sense for me, just looking back mm-hmm. and, and how I have like to make decisions. Um, what's your authority,
0: by the way? So I am an emotional authority. So that's very different. Um, yes. <laughs> It very it's um i basically have to not really make any decisions on emotion yes but at the same time um so it's that's i think it's where it gets a little bit tricky because emotion is probably like all the emotional blocks and that's related to the mm-hmm. subconscious part that we were talking yes. about mm-hmm. uh so it makes sense that we shouldn't make decisions on this Obviously, if you have an emotional authority Mm -hmm. and then I do need to still um, kind of feel into it. So in a deeper level, I think. So I kind of um, I do love human design and I'm really interested with all of it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I feel like I um, for me, it has been sometimes a little bit too like um, it's a very interesting tool. Mm-hmm. But I still need to feel into what resonates with me. Does that make sense? 100%. So, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And I think you're
1: very in tune with that as well.
0: Which I think it's <laughs> important. I yeah. But yeah. I, I definitely, in my case, um, I'm aware that there are those emotional waves mm-hmm. and that I can't really make decisions when I'm when in one of those when waves. You're in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whether it's like a low point or a high point. point yeah. But I, I guess my kind of aim is to have more balance. Mm-hmm. So less of those waves. The waves are always going to come. But if yeah. I can be connected to that deeper part of me, then it doesn't really matter, the waves as much. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you touched on such an important point where it can be so tempting to give away your power to yes. a system outside of you. Um, you know yes. when it makes Even if little... it's very useful exactly. and, and, and
0: beautifully put and it can help so much so mm-hmm. many people and i've seen this and i love it so do i mm-hmm. still yeah yeah
1: i think in the end no one but you gets the whole say so there are so many exactly. tools that we can use and, and i love yeah. human design i love astrology have an amazing Me astrologer too. that i see but do i make my own decisions yeah <laughs>
0: and if I can't
1: get an appointment with her then I can still live my life you know what I mean right
0: that's important Um, too yeah
1: so I I definitely wouldn't want um anyone to yeah it's a a really important point um a -hmm. whole different discussion you know um I think so depend depending on on outside
0: um and uh, I think it's Yeah, and I think it's really um, for us as, um, I mean, healers or coaches (laughs) or, or, you know, when we're working with with people, um, obviously, and I I, I think you you probably agree with this, Mm -hmm. people and we also need support at times Mm -hmm. from others. So whether it's um, a coach or healer or astrologer or whatever that is, and then still find the way to make it sometimes like make our own journey towards things Mm -hmm. and then know. So it's always this, it's not balance. I don't like the word balance, but it's finding this, this harmony Mm -hmm. or this kind of, um, way where you know when you need to maybe seek some support from someone else. Mm -hmm. Just have this person be there to listen to you, to help you, empower you, all this. And then you can walk on your own or fly on with your own wings or whatever you want to say. And not creating there's this responsibility of not creating mm-hmm. this dependence I think yes with clients of course um, that's really important um, and for me and
1: I think sure, neither want like neither party wants that like I don't yeah <laughs> I don't want anyone to depend on me to live their lives and I don't want you know I don't think my clients would want that no so, of course um I think it you doesn't benefit it,
0: anyone no
1: and you know this is also why um pretty much all like my longer term offerings they're totally again I don't believe in the one size fits all so it's mm-hmm. totally open like we really set up a curriculum based on the person and then we check in after a little while to see okay what do you need now do you still need this do you need a break do you are you fine mm-hmm. um because I don't want you know anyone to Absolutely. be dependent or to have the feeling of being dependent. And I think you put it beautifully with it's really a matter of understanding when you need support. And even that I think is an empowering choice because what it yes. really is is you're yes. like, okay, I'm going through this and I'm choosing to not go through this by myself.
0: Yeah. And absolutely. I'm sure it's very empowering. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I I truly believe that, you know, we probably all could figure out all of our own stuff. Um yeah. But sometimes it's just nice to have someone be there for you, um, have someone listen to you, have someone um, maybe raise points that you wouldn't have thought of by yourself or maybe not so Mm -hmm. quickly. So it's also a question of, you know, being efficient, I suppose, which I always like to do. I'd rather hire someone to explain something to me for an hour than reading 17 books although in some areas i do enjoy the reading the books part but you know it's it's really a choice but i don't think that it's ever a necessity and i think that's very absolutely important. um it
0: and, is
1: you know to, yeah that that's uh, yeah
0: <laughs> and yeah and especially like in in the world we live in where well you know there's a lot of we are sold a lot of things, or mm-hmm. there's a lot of mm-hmm. advertisements yeah. and marketing for things that nothing is necessary. Yes. I mean, most of the things are not. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the only things that are really vital um, are food, water, air, and and recognition. Just, <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> if you're a protector <laughs> and love, yeah, <laughs> but mm-hmm. yes, I mean, you get you get what I totally mean. get um, it.
1: Yeah. Mm, everything else yeah. is optional no for sure
0: yeah it is yeah I think and I think that doesn't mean that we when... can't enjoy the, the, the mm-hmm. things and but and but you
1: make an empowered experience. choice right to get that supporter to not get it and um yeah there's really nothing that I suppose you can't do by yourself or mm-hmm. that you couldn't
0: figure out by yourself yeah um, but it's so nice to have sometimes someone supporting oh, you for sure sometimes it gets lonely <laughs>
1: absolutely absolutely and and I also think the right person tends to find you at their or you mm. find them at the right time that's how it played yeah. out for me um, yeah. you know with all my teachers or mentors and, and all the healers I've met around the world um through the last 12 years or something you don't really seek them out, but they just sort of appear or maybe you hear about them somewhere or something just sparks yeah. within you. And then you're like, okay, cool. Um, let's, yeah, let's, let's enter let's into this relationship. This and, yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, beautiful. I think we could go on for hours. I know. I, <laughs> I, probably we should probably wrap up at some point but before we do yeah. if you still have time and it's okay with you I'd like to ask a few like quick little questions sure. and I'm sorry I don't mean to rush or anything but I know no. like we could talk for hours and <laughs> totally the thing could. is that it's going to be long so. mm-hmm.
1: and I also <laughs> so, always yeah. prefer shorter podcasts as a listener. I know, so. me too. Mm-hmm.
0: Me too. But sometimes it's so interesting that, you know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so fun talking to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. It has been really fun. So, yeah. The few, sure. like, quick questions mm-hmm. before we end are, I mean, you kind of said this, but your sun sign, moon sign, and rising. You said you're yes. Scorpio, Scorpio. Scorpio, then...
1: Scorpio, and Taurus moon, which is why all oh. I ever want to do is, like, be cozy and bake oh, okay. and cook for people.
0: Oh, that sounds really nice. What's yours? <laughs> um, so I'm also du- I'm double Sagittarius, so Sagittarius okay. Sun, mm-hmm. Sagittarius Rising, and then I'm a Leo Moon. So I'm like triple You're fire. you triple fire. Wow. <laughs> but sometimes I wonder where that all that fire goes because no, I can, see it. Always, I can, I can see, see it. I can detect yeah. <laughs> okay um the second question is do you have a favorite quote or a mantra that you live by Mm. something that comes right right to your mind okay
1: um yes let me try and make sure that I'm not butchering it
0: that's even nicer if you (laughs) put it in your own words
1: um it's something oh man I can't you know what? I'll just go with the simplest one that came into my mind right away, mm-hmm. which is something that Danielle Laporte, whom I love and adore, said, which is just let it be easy. And that's my mantra. Oh yeah. Just let it be Beautiful. easy. Beautiful. Go for and go for the ease. You know, if if mm-hmm. you're struggling to reach a destination. How enjoyable is that destination going to be? You know what I mean? So,
0: right, let it be easy, exactly. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Thank you for the reminder. Sure. (laughs) Um, do you have a favorite beverage at the moment or in general?
1: (laughs) Mm, Um, I really like jasmine tea. Um, and I just got a really, really nice one from a friend of mine, Knut. Hi, just in case she's listening. Um, And then I always like a green smoothie. Um, okay.
0: Yeah. Sounds really yum. Mm-hmm. And um, you've traveled quite a bit, mm-hmm. but do you have a destination that is a dream destination that you haven't been to yet?
1: Yes. New Zealand.
0: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's definitely on my list as well. Yeah. Sounds, looks so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, what about a favorite book? Would you like to recommend?
1: Oh, it's so hard. There's so many. I know it's hard. Oh, it's probably the hardest the first thing one to narrate down. Okay. <laughs> um, trying to think of a good one that I'm going to over and over. um
0: Oh, man. <laughs> I can't decide. Um, well, you can take two if you want. <laughs> I mean, we'd have to. If that helps. Oh, that doesn't help. Um no. Let me think. I I, I see that you love books, so that's always... I do. (laughs) I can relate. It's like
1: the only thing that I'm really interested in owning. Anything else I can do with that, but my
0: bookshelf, I I, think. (laughs) I know. I can't... um, I mean, a lot of people are are getting into Kindles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And Although I like the idea of having all your books in one place Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it's less weight when you're traveling... Mm -hmm. I can't and I remember and I think I think you you said something similar about this or am mm-hmm. I mistaken when you were traveling did you have a lot of books as well oh my god
1: I had like a bag that was falling apart with 20 books inside
0: okay well I was crossing really-
1: borders <laughs> all over southeast Asia with that bag <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness, that mm-hmm. sounds so familiar because, um, so I, I, I went on a trip with my sister, it was three years ago now, mm-hmm. and we went to Australia and Vietnam, and we were traveling for four months, mm-hmm. and we had so many books, mm-hmm. it, it, it was so heavy, but yeah. we couldn't get rid of most no, of them, you so can't. a few we had to give away, mm-hmm. and that's always a nice feeling too, is like when you either, yes. can't, you can't read it because it's not really speaking to you at the moment Mm -hmm. or you've read it and you loved it and you can share it and then we usually bought them again later Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah so many books I can't I can't not have books I I grew up with books in every every room in every possible place so many books almost too many but I can't
1: (laughs) same here I remember when I was in India and I was really like I was deep in the yoga study and the meditation and we went to this bookstore um, and I got like 20 books that I'm not even sure I would be able to get anywhere else they were like really really you know specialized Um, Mm -hmm. and I had to send them home and the ordeal of sending home this package I don't know if anyone's been to India but it's not (sighs) as simple as going to the post office and just sending it (sighs) you have to go to one guy to get your cardboard and then go to a tailor (laughs) or like go to um, a a store with fabric to get fabric, then go to a tailor and have him um, sew the fabric um, shut around the cardboard and so on and so on. It was a huge (gasps) thing, but I did. I went through the ordeal about five times. So you were very motivated. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And I still have them and I still look at them.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So I don't know if that helped you. I uh, think of you. <laughs> totally didn't help me
1: at all. <laughs> okay.
0: That's
1: okay. Um, no, I mean I do love my yoga books. Um, I don't remember the okay. titles of them because it's, you know, just a bunch of them. Mm. But I do take them out and look at them and, you know, refer back to certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean I you know what I really like is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Oh, I, mean, it's I
0: love that book. probably
1: I not like my forever favorite, um, but right now, I think I like the way she broke it down. They're like little bite-sized yeah. morsels and um, mm-hmm. some really cool ideas in there that, you know, you don't really read or hear anywhere, anywhere else.
0: Yeah, but, Yeah. true. Um, and I also like that it's, uh, like you said, there's like little small, um, mm-hmm. it's just broken down in small pieces and mm-hmm. it's something that you can refer to again after. Yes. So I had a I had a actually a hard time reading it from really? start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know why. Maybe it was just not the right time, but then I I read it twice and, yes. and now I can't get rid of it. I mean mm-hmm. I can't give it away to even for someone else. I no. just need to have it. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird but but yeah I love that book. Beautiful book. agree. So good. Mm-hmm. And um, another, it's a little bit of a tricky one, but I like to ask it anyway. Sure. Is what would you be doing if you weren't doing what you're doing right now?
1: Easy. I ah. would be. I was just talking about this with someone the other day. So, I would be in the south of France, running uh-huh. my own bakery.
0: <laughs> that sounds lovely.
1: Because <laughs> I love baking, and oh
0: yeah, um, the tourist either
1: my own bakery or in my own vineyard because I love Mm. wine as well I mean I love wine Mm. you could do both yeah
0: maybe I would do both you could do both you could have your because bakery usually you have to get up very early and and bake in the morning I mean I wouldn't be
1: doing that part (laughs)
0: because I don't need my
1: sleep my my precious projector
0: yeah your projector thing well you could have someone running your bakery and and coming up with recipes yes. and, and trying them and, uh. and doing the, you know, running the mm-hmm. vineyard and, and trying wines. Yeah.
1: yeah I, I like that idea. So yeah.
0: Um, maybe one day, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's all still open. And the last question. How can we support you? Where can we find you? Um, where are you? You're usually spending time on. Is it Instagram? I'm thinking it is instagram how can we support you Mm
1: -hmm. yeah sure i'm on instagram and my handle is underscore nadia gabrielle and that's where i spend most of like my my social Mm -hmm. time um although i do try and limit myself a little bit uh just because you know we could spend our whole Mm -hmm. day there Um, but I do, I do enjoy it, and, and it's brought so many interesting people into my life, such yeah, as you. Yeah, that's true.
0: It does bring and bring you know, people right? together and connections, and I, I love that about it.
1: Fun yeah. connections, <sighs> um, and I think that's a, a special kind of blessing that we have in you know nowadays that, that is. people didn't have years ago. Um, so that's where I am, and then my website, which um, is mariagabriel.com. And I always love connecting with people, so just say hi. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, and I'll put the links in the show notes mm-hmm. um, for all that so that people can find you and connect with you. Thank you so and much. And thank you so much for this beautiful conversation. We went quite over the time which is always a good sign because it means that we had a lot <laughs> of good interesting stuff. things to talk about <laughs> and a nice connection so thank you so so much for your time
1: thank you and thank you again for inviting me to be on here it's such an honor and it's such a delight just chatting
0: with you and oh i feel the same way thank you